Hello again everyone and welcome back to the show. I am your host Ryan and we're doing another Premier League predictions on this Wednesday episode of Sports Opinions. Now, uh, I'll definitely get a bit heated in this episode. Um, just a little bit, but not too lot. Uh, not too lot, not too much. Um, and also bear in mind, uh, the reason this is going to be uploaded a lot later than in than like the last few episodes uh, is because I was really fucking busy cleaning my house. I'll explain a little bit more in the episode, but... Uh, short, uh, long story short, uh, my friend came over and basically said, I will clean your house for you, and I, we've been working my ass off for the past few days, uh, I've actually, uh, for, throughout the entire weekend, actually. Uh, so from Friday all the way through Sunday, um, I was cleaning my house. <laughs> so, you know, um, but yeah, anyways, I do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode, uh, and I'll see you in the episode. Hello again everyone and welcome back to the show. I'm your host Ryan and today we're going to be doing another episode of uh, Sports Opinions. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, so, obviously in the, in the past few weeks, maybe five, six weeks now, uh, I've been doing Premier League predictions. And I did mention I think I was going to do Champions League uh, reviews as well, but I've decided against that because I just can't be asked to pay for the streaming service for it. In Australia, at least. So, it's just going to be Premier League for now. I will do my best to cover Champions League when I find an interesting matchup. Like, the most recent one that I played literally this morning. Um, I'll do my own little opinion about it. I didn't really look at the game. I couldn't watch it because I just didn't have the streaming service for it. I could look at the stats for it. And that's all I can really do. But anyways, let's get back onto the Premier League predictions. And last, last week, I didn't do well. Let's, let's be honest here. Last week, I struck out, basically had <laughs> no good predictions whatsoever. Um, I got 4 out of 10. And, you know, I, I was pretty disappointed with myself. And I, I said I want to get better. Uh, but actually, I've gotten worse. <laughs> um, I struck out even harder. Because um, the Premier League predictions that I've got... And the results that happened were probably opposite of what I expected, I guess. Now, I didn't get to watch all the other games. I was really busy cleaning my house, actually. My friend came over and was really adamant of cleaning my house. Um, you'll know her, Chevelle. Uh, she's been on this podcast. And literally, I got dragged into cleaning my own house because she came over one day and I was building a desk for my sisters. And she said, I'm going to build your other desk and I'm going to clean your house for you. So, uh, throughout the entire weekend, I was basically cleaning my house and had no time to sit down and watch football uh, regularly, or consistently at least. So, please understand, I only watched one and a half games. I couldn't even watch half of Arsenal-Tottenham, and I could only watch the May United game because I was actually really fucking tired that day. I just told her, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Uh, but let's just get through the predictions, uh, all the results, and what if it matches or doesn't match my prediction and I can tell you right now none of them do uh, all of them don't at least now the first game was Manchester City Chelsea and now I, I said it's Chelsea's lead to lose um, it's their title to lose like if Chelsea lose this title it would be very very dis- a big disappointment uh, on their behalf and Man City still have a good squad as well and they're still trying to figure out how to fit all their attacking players all together at once uh, their lineups for the game were 
as predicted. Um, Thomas Tuchel playing his three-five-two, uh, basically, or three-four-three almost. Uh, but it's a three-five-two um, <coughs> against obviously Manchester City's four-three-three. Um, it's actually a very good game from what I saw. Um, Chelsea didn't actually have a lot of chances. Uh, some injuries. Um, I think Rhys James came off with an injury. Jorginho had something wrong as well. I think. Um, and then Angola Kante has uh, has tested positive. I think recently as well. So it's not looking good. Um, but in the end, the result was one 0 Man City, unfortunately. And I predicted two 0 for Chelsea because I expected Chelsea to continue their run of form because they were performing fantastically. Uh, through the past few weeks, uh, and I expect them to win, but unfortunately they only put 5 shots at the goal and 0 on target, while Manchester City put 14 shots against them with, uh, no, 15 shots against them with 4 on target. Uh, they were more clinical, had more chances, created more more opportunities for them to score, had a lot more possession, I wouldn't say a lot more, but still more possession, I think more attacking possession, at least. Um, yeah, with 13 corners, it's, it's a lot, and Chelsea just couldn't hold on, unfortunately. So it was an unfortunate loss for Chelsea. Their first loss of the season, if I am correct, and um, Man City still undefeated. Oh, no, they, they lost, never mind. Uh, I'll take that back. Uh, no, uh, the only undefeated team so far now is Liverpool. And that spoils the results for the other games, but move on. So I lost, so I, I'm 0 for, for 1 right now. Uh, not that it's going to be any much better. Uh, what was the next game, which is Man United Aston Villa. Now I predicted this result. I predicted that, like I I wrote down two one for Man United, but in my heart I knew we were gonna somehow lose this game. I, I in my heart I knew, um, because we had had a poor run of form as of late. We won against West Ham, but then we lost to Young Boys. We won against West Ham, then we lost against West Ham in the EFL Cup, which we got knocked out of, and then. Um, we play Aston Villa, and I was just like, we probably lose this one somehow, some way, because Aston Villa was actually doing very well. They put Chelsea through the runner, basically. They they ran Chelsea all around the uh, the fucking field, and they gave them a real challenge. Um, and watching this game was frustrating. I can tell you that for a fact. Um, when the lineups were announced, uh, lineups were announced. Fuck, man. I don't understand. Like. Ollie, please, Ollie. I love fucking God. Just stop playing Fred for once, man. Like, Fred actually didn't have a bad day. He actually played alright, you know? But the problem is with our double pivot, we just have no midfielders almost. Because when the defense has a possession, so when Varane or Van Bissaka, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, when they have possession, their midfield is almost non existent. Why? Because McTominay and Fred both drop back to play defenders. Why do we do that? How the fuck am I meant to know? And it just leaves a giant gaping hole in the middle and we can't create. And Bruno Fernandes has to constantly drop back and then Paul Pogba has to drop back and we just lose. And we're just isolating Ronaldo and Greenwood. And Greenwood had an off day. He was very selfish actually throughout the game. Constantly just took on his shots and didn't pass into the box. Ronaldo had a few as well. Uh, Bruno Fernandes got a penalty, but I don't blame him honestly. We, des- we didn't deserve a point to begin with. This game was awful. We had 28 shots and only 4 on target. Fucking hell. And a lot of them were just bouncing deflections off 
the the defenders, and we just kept on taking shots and shots and shots, and we didn't do anything. So I think we deserve to lose, like properly so. And then Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, both came off injured. Harry Maguire out with a calf injury now, and Luke Shaw, I think it's a hamstring problem. Uh, Scott McTominay came off for Enzo Cavani, trying to bring on some attacking power by switching to almost a 4-3-3, from what I could tell, but I don't know, I think he just dropped Paul Pogba down into the center mid role, and then flexed uh, Cavani out to the left, or was flexed Ronaldo out to the left, and played Cavani through the middle. It was... It was stupid. I think, I think, in all honesty, we don't deserve to win the league. Because we keep on doing the shit, sorry, I was yawning. We keep on playing McFred for no for no reason, and I, I was looking at some comments earlier today in, on Instagram and on, on the internet um, from Ole, basically saying, I like the work ethic of McTominay and Fred, I think they're doing very well, and they're always giving 100%, and I'm like, well, it's not just a minimum standard for professionals to give everything they've got, and they've got really nothing else to offer. Scott McTominay's just come back from a minor groin injury, Fred is just Fred, and... I don't hate the two of them. They're both probably very good, like, guys and everything. But we have other players that should play and can play. And for some reason, these two are constantly starting over them, and I hate it. It's so annoying. We're so stubborn when it comes to just playing the same lineup over and over and over again. And no, we're not going to switch to a 4-3-3. We're not, because we don't have the players to do so. It's just actually creating a bigger midfield hole than we want. Unless we somehow get a good CDM. Yeah, fine. But we play so defensive and so passive. It's so annoying. And yes, you can say 28 shots. If you watch the game, half of them were just bounced off the opposing defenders. And we got ran over. Literally. We got pushed over and over and over and over. And we deserve to lose. Matt Target had a few fucking shots he should have put into the goal. Cash also as well had some few shots he should have put in. Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings worked well and tried to break down defence, and we, they did, but we were lucky to get offside calls. And we cannot blame the penalty miss, we cannot blame the damn offside thing on our goal that we should have had. We can't blame them. We deserve to lose. We just deserve to lose. There was just no if, ands, or buts about that. We deserve to lose. Uh, so we lost 1-0. Uh, horse... Uh, or House, how you call it, Courtney House. It's got a fantastic header, to be fair, from the corner. Uh, just got by David De Gea, and honestly, we just we just deserved to lose. We we had no no shot of winning that game because our tactics don't exist. It's it, for Ole, it's just passion and desire and no tactics. Like if you if you call me a fake fan or a plastic fan, I don't care. I've been watching since two thousand nine. We've been sucking for the last fucking decade, bro. Like I watched the last year of Ronaldo playing here in two thousand eight. And then watched Alex Ferguson win the league in I think it was twenty twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. And then we got given, and then the team got given to David Moyes in 2013-14, and then we we sacked him before the end of the year. I've been before the end of the season. Ryan Ryan Giggs took first interim coach, and then we signed Louis Van Gaal in 2014 after the World Cup, and then we got rid of him after two seasons. Signed Jose Mourinho, I think, 16-17, won us the Europa League, won us the the Community Shield in 17-18, I think, and then we sacked him, and then Ole took over since 2018. And I remember boring football 
from Louis Van Hal. I remember very boring football. And you can say, Otto's won 5-0 multiple times. I don't care if he's won 5-0 multiple times. We lose 1-0 to this shit like that. And some stupid comments he said is, like, we don't have the players to play out wide or whatever. Of course we fucking do. It's just you don't use them properly. He signs Jaden Sancho and doesn't play him in his natural position on right wing. He decides to fucking play Mason Greenwood as a striker in right wing. And then doesn't want to play him left wing because Paul Pogba's playing there. Fucking, what? And apparently CDM was the least of our concerns. Least of our concerns. Have you seen our fucking team? Have you seen our midfield? Like, holy shit. And his comments on Fred and McTominay, I don't mean to bash on them, but like, Ole is just like, they're good at breaking up play. Yeah, good at breaking up our fucking attacking play, bro. They, they, they literally have nothing else to offer. They have some good dribbles, some good passes, and that's about it. The rest of the game, they're just trying to make tackles, and we still have we still suck at that. And our defense, we keep on losing because even no matter how good our defensive line is, we don't have any tactics. We don't have any rotations. There's no system for it. If you watch the games, there's, it's just hopelessly stranding everyone in their own zone and hoping that they can take care of it. It's zone defense, but it's poor zone defense. And if you want to play a zone, you should understand how to use a zone. Zonal marking is a lot harder than you think it is. Because uh, as a defender, like I, I played, I played in both systems, man and def and, and zone defense. Um, and yes, Sunday league is nothing compared to the Premier League. I know that, but I've played against some semi-professionals before myself. Um, and zone and man marking is very, very different. Like I've sat down with semi-professionals as well, asking them how. Zone and like man differs, and it's very very big. And when you play as when you try and play a zone like Man United, because we're not man marking, I can tell you that for a fucking fact, we're not man marking. When you play a zone like Man United is trying to play, it doesn't exist. It, it just doesn't work because there's no rotations, there's no zone differentiates. Because Lou Shaw is constantly pushing up as the left the left. Uh, like left channel and then there's no one to cover unless Harry Maguire shifts over to the left and there's no rotations though in a position where you have a fullback pushing you rotate your centre back to the left and you pull one of your midfielders in to play as a second like a second centre back and you play your centre back as a left back until the left back comes back into his position that's how you meant to rotate you slowly rotate but no what Man United does is just leave as a back three which disintegrates within a matter of moments. I don't care how fast Rafa Varane is. I don't care how fast Aaron Wampasaki is. Harry Maguire gets caught out of position multiple, multiple times. And our defense is just a shambles. So, it, we deserve to lose that game. They outran us. They outpaced us. We literally had no good chances at all. We didn't deserve any penalties or free kicks or whatever it may be because a lot of those were just not deserve. We didn't deserve them. And we didn't deserve to score. Yes, Ronaldo's a striker and everything, but he's not he's not what he used to be. He's thirty six now, let's be fair. He's not gonna be constantly pressuring the centre backs. He has what, eight pressures in three games and one successful pressure. It's not gonna work. He's he's not got the legs for it anymore. He's not he's not that person anymore. He's 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 not what he used to be. All right, let's. United fans have to understand that, and he's 36. He's he's not going to be the the star of the show constantly. 
He's just a big name up front, and we just need to get the ball to him. But we can't do that because our midfield just doesn't exist. And I feel bad for Donny because he he should have got a start. He should have got as he should have got a start. He should start against Villarreal. He should start. If he doesn't start, I'll I'll I want him to leave because not because he's a bad player. It's just I want him to actually succeed as a player. If it's not him leaving, I want Ole to leave. Like I don't care. At this point, if you can call me a fake fan and to, and tell me you should give him some time, give him what time? He's done. He's it's taken three. He's got three years. It's been three seasons. And yes, I know he's signed a new contract, but holy fucking shit! In the last three seasons, what has changed? It's just the team names. Everything else has not changed. The players on the team have changed, but has the tactics changed? No, because they've always been the fucking same. Just go out and have fun, and that's not a bad thing. But when you're playing as top opposition and you're trying to win. You, you you need to you need to have tactics, and another comment he had for Villarreal is it's oh in the Champions League at least it's uh it's an important game it's not a must win game it's an important game though like not not a must win are you fucking joking we choked away against young boys already the weakest opposition in our in our fucking group, and you're saying the next game against Villarreal probably one of the toughest matches we have in the Champions League group stage, and a team we've constantly struggled against. It's not a must-win game. Are you fucking stupid? And all his comments are so contradicting. I'm just like, fuck off, man. He has every excuse to deflect, and I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I hate how he sits on the bench constantly and doesn't do anything. There's no man management. There's no nothing. It's just... It's almost like a fan in charge of the fucking club. And I'm not going to say I could be in charge of the club. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not qualified for that. But if you watch the play enough and you understand football enough, you know we play like dog shit. Because it's literally appalling to watch our play, our team play. But anyways, that's enough about Man United. We move on, but it was a 1-0 loss for Man United. We, we lost against Aston Villa. Aston Villa fully deserving to win. Um, so no prediction wrong because I predicted 2-1 for Man United. We move on. Uh, Leeds, but uh, no, Leicester Burnley, sorry. Leicester Burnley. It was a 2-2 draw. I predicted a one 0 win. Uh, no, you know, one 0 win for Leicester because I thought it'd be a very close game. Uh, Sean Dyche always has some sort of tactical master plan, and 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 they they did they they defended well. Um, I didn't watch this game. I watched parts of it, um, the highlights of it at least. Uh, Jimmy Vardy got two goals, uh, but you know, Burnley got their goals back as well. It was a very good game, to be fair, from what I can tell. Their stats show fairly equal, but Leicester City had a lot more shots, a lot more possession as well, but I think Burnley was also very clinical with their chances. Um, oh, unfortunate, Jamie Vardy own goal. Oh, that's a yikers. Um, but Leicester City scraped away with a 2-2 uh, draw after Jamie Vardy goal in 85th minute. But I predicted a 1-0 win for Leicester. Unfortunately, that's not the case. Move on to the next game, which is Everton-Norwich. Uh, let's, let's just see. Which was a 2-0 win for Everton, and I predicted that spot on. 2-0 win for Everton in my predictions on my notebook here. Um, very happy with that. Uh, I expected Everton to bounce back after a disappointing uh, week last week. Um... And yeah, they did. 11 shots, 4 on, four on target. Norwich also had some chances as well. 10 shots, 2 on target. I didn't watch this game. I will watch all these games after. Don't worry. Um, but I just didn't have time. Please do understand. Like, 
I, I still have a life to live. <laughs> I still have people to interact with. Uh, but again, no, I just, just stuck at the foot of the table. Um, literally, two goals, four, 16 goals against, minus 14 goal difference, zero points. They, they're going back down. I think that's, that's kind of like the reality they have right now. They're going straight back down. Um, there's no real offense or buts about that. I think they're going straight back down. I know it's early do like early days, but like looking at their current form and looking at the teams they might be able to beat, it's looking grim. <laughs> but yeah, all right. I got one prediction right out of four. Not looking good. Uh, my next game that I predicted was uh, Leeds. What? Uh, no, Leeds West Ham, and it was a two-one win for West Ham. Um, I think Rafinha came off injured. All came off uh, due to injury uh, with a goal. Daniel James started, but came off as well. Mikel Antonio going back onto the scoring form. Uh, I think it was after a an injury, I think it was. Uh, or a card, it might be. But I actually predicted Lisa to... Uh, sorry. I expected a draw, because these two teams are very, very good in their own respect. And so I predicted a draw, but unfortunately West Ham won in the end. Uh, for, for my predictions at least. I'm not saying unfortunately, but fortunately for them they won. Uh, Mikel Antonio scoring in the 90th minute to get a last gasp winner. Anyways, we'll move on. Uh, Watford, Newcastle. I predicted a 2-2 two, two draw. Uh, it was a 1-1 one, one draw. <laughs> it was close. Um, yeah, tight game. Very, very close. 15 shots, 20 shots respectively for Watford and Newcastle. 4 shots on target and 6 on... Shit. 6 shots on target. Shit. Fuck. Uh, for Newcastle. And 4 shots on target for Watford. Um, yeah, very close game. Tight possession. Same, almost the same amount of passes. Pass accuracy. Basically the exact same. Uh, Watford committed more fouls. Uh, but... You know... They're... they're, they're a good team, you know, they actually have some good talent, so I expect them to do very well this season and, well, fairly well, I won't say very well, but fairly well, to keep themselves up at least, I think um, well yeah, I got that correct, I printed a 2-2 draw, they drew a 1-1 draw and yeah I don't have much more comments to say because I don't, I don't watch the game <laughs> Brentford-Liverpool oh, I think this was a shocker uh, for the week I predicted a 3-0 win for Liverpool because they were on fire after the Crystal Palace game. But no, the Brentford were actually in the lead for a little bit and then Liverpool took back the lead. Um, there was a 2-2 draw and then a 3-2 win for Liverpool until the 82nd minute and it was a 3-3 draw. I predicted three goals for Liverpool but I didn't predict three goals for Brentford. It was a very, very entertaining game from what I saw. Uh, you know... Brentford being clinical with their shots, even though they had 12 shots and only 4 on target, they were still very clinical with their chances. Liverpool also being very clinical with their chances, 16 shots, 6 on target. Uh, you know, very, very good game. I think this would have been a very entertaining game to watch, but unfortunately I did not have the time to watch it. Uh, I was busy. <laughs> uh, Brentford had half of the passes that Liverpool had, but they still had the results in the end. To get a point, from Liverpool is an amazing achievement for a team that just came up from the championship and their team is looking very good Brentford and I expect them to finish quite well 
and I will do a revised uh, Premier League table prediction at uh, basically in January uh, when it's like halfway through the season almost. And I, I, Brentford still hold up this form. I mean, they could be looking at top half or even mid table finish. This, this could be impressive. Um, and man, I mean, I didn't expect them to draw three three with Liverpool uh, of, all, of all teams. It was a very surprising result. But I predicted to a three a three nil win for Liverpool, and so I got that wrong. Uh, Southampton Wolves. Uh, I predicted a one-one draw. It was a one-nil win for Wolves. Uh, Bruno Large getting his second win on the bounce, if I remember correctly. Oh no, it's second win in general. Uh, they lost last week. Uh, who did they lose to? I can't remember. Oh, they lost to Brentford. That's right. Uh, sorry, my bad. My memory, uh, foggy. <laughs> uh. Bruno Large getting his second win at the as the as the Wolves manager, and Southampton, uh, unfortunately losing under Ralph Hasenhutl. Uh I think Southampton dominated this game, but Bruno Large's men were very clinical with their chances. Only five shots, but with three on target, they obviously were gonna get a goal. And Rod Jimenez finally uh, ending his goal drought with a goal in the 61st minute. Uh, very interesting lineup from both teams. Uh, I think Southampton's lineup was expected. Uh, Livermento, Ben Narek, uh, Salisu, Carl Walker-Peters. Uh, yeah, a standard uh, 4-4-2 lineup from, from Ralph Hudson, and obviously Bruno Large playing the 3-4-3. But uh, actually starting Hwang Hee-Chan and uh, Daniel Podence instead of uh, his usual Trincao and Adama Traore start. And I think it was a very good switch um, towards, uh, towards the end. And I think it was a very, very good game, nonetheless. Uh, would have been very entertaining. I will watch it. Um, and this is the other surprise result, I think, in the Premier League. Um, now, I've been shitting on Arsenal for the last few weeks, and I cannot shit on them this week. And I'll shit on Tottenham this week instead, because uh, Arsenal beat Tottenham in the North London derby, 3-1. All three goals in the first half by Arsenal. Uh, Mikel Arteta, masterclass over Nuno Espirito Santos. Um... Don't know what Nuno was doing. Um, his lineup choice was good, but questionable. Uh, you know, I watched the first half of the game, uh, and Harry Kane was still sitting very deep and couldn't really create anything. Lucas Mora was doing Lucas Mora things, being fairly good at dribbling, but then really couldn't get anything else out of it. Pierre Mbappé, Biakasaka. Uh, Bukayo Saka, sorry, and then M uh, Emil Smith-Rowe all got goals. Uh, very good goals, actually, as well. Um, you know, being a defense, Harry Kane missed a tackle and led to a goal as well. I think overall it was a very good game from, from Arsenal. Uh, they they shut me up for the f past few weeks that I've been talking smack about them. Um, but yeah, I predicted a 1-1 draw because I thought both teams were, you know, inconsistently performing bad. And, um, well... I predicted one goal for Tottenham, but I didn't expect three from, from Arsenal. It was very surprising. Uh, so, you know, very, very interesting uh, end result. And I will watch the rest of that game. I only watched the first half because I was busy cleaning my house still. Uh, and the last last game was Crystal Palace Brighton. Uh, Brighton won that, actually. If I remember correctly, it was 1-0. Um, if my, you know, internet would load. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace did lose, unfortunately. I think it was. Uh, I was just a 1-1 draw, but... I don't remember. Please load. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just pull up on my phone. Um, let's see. 
I should really check out my fantasy team as well. Um, that's very important. Uh, fantasy team's not doing too well right now, I think. Uh, in my uh, group of friends, uh, yeah, it's a 1-1 one -one draw, sorry, my bad, 1-1 one -one draw. Uh, I, I expected a close result, and I predicted 2-1 Crystal Palace. I expected a very close result, though, Neil Morpe, uh, in Brighton's team, you know, Graham Potter, still very good, Patrick Vieira, uh, coming off a high and then losing, uh, to, to Liverpool and then now trying to claw his way back up again. I think Patrick Vieira will do alright as Crystal Palace manager. He's still got a lot of things to learn uh, and hopefully he will adapt everything but actually Crystal Palace is playing very entertaining football and I'm very surprised by their kind of additions and their also tactics that they have as well. I'm very very interested to see how that will develop later down the line. Uh, especially later into the season when uh, you know, teams have, you know, other cup games to attend to and all that stuff. It'll be very, very interesting to see. But yeah, I think those are all the results I have. I got 2 out of 10. This is very poor week for me. Let's do some more predictions to see if I can predict a little bit better in the league. Now, please do remember there will be a international break at the end of November, I believe. Um, until the beginning of September, I believe. Uh, but that's in a, in a, that's not there for a while. So let's have a look at the next week's matchups. Oh shit! <laughs> I see these games and I think Man United's gonna lose. Um, Man United Everton preseason showed us we would win four 0 and James Rodriguez is no longer there anymore. At Everton, he's gone to Qatar side Al Rayyan. Uh, but let's continue on with the predictions. Man United Everton, I think it'll be Man United. Actually, no, I think it'll be one one draw. Uh, yeah, 1-1 one, one draw. I'm not going to predict this to win, because if I have expectations for us, we're going to lose. Uh, but then again, if we expect if I expect us to lose, we're going to somehow lose as well. So let's say a 1-1 one, one draw. I think it'll be a very good game for both of them. Uh, Everton putting up some good performances, and actually doing a, a lot of work against the main eye defense in the preseason. Uh, Lucas Dinier being very dangerous uh, down the left-hand side. Uh... And also, uh, Richarlison, Dominic Avaluan, both of them being very, very dangerous as well. I don't know if both of them will be available for the game. Uh, but, I'm very interested to see how uh, Everton really trying to break us down. Demario Gray has been on form as well. Uh, Alex Iwobi hasn't been doing too bad. Decore, Alan doing very well as well. Uh, Andros Townsend doing okay as well uh, in the Everton shirt. So, I think it'll be a very good game. 1-1 uh, draw, maybe 2-2 draw, but I think it'll be a draw nonetheless. Uh, so, yeah, we'll move on to the next, uh, next match will be Chelsea-Southampton. I expect Chelsea to bounce back from a Man City loss and win about 2-0 uh, against Southampton. I think it'll be a good game nonetheless. Uh, Thomas Tuchel will have to break down uh, Ralph Hasselhoff's, uh 4-4-2, but I think it'll still be a very good game uh, with a 3-5-2 versus a 4-4-2. I think it'll be very interesting to watch, and I will try to watch that. Uh, it'll be at midnight, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think it'll be a 2-0 win for Chelsea, I think, at the end of the day. Uh, we'll move on. Wolves, Newcastle. Ooh. Um. Steve Bruce hasn't been doing too bad of, of as of late, uh, but so is Bruno Large. Bruno Large is actually getting back into, or his team is getting into form right now uh, with some finishing. And so I think Bruno Large and Steve Bruce will have a very good game, a uh, close game. Uh, I think it would be a 1-1 draw, maybe 0-0, but I think 1-1 draw. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw one of the teams win 2-1 or 1-0 uh, or at the end of the day. Maybe a last-minute goal, maybe an early goal and just holding on to the end of the result. Uh, but I think it will be a very close game for both of them. 
Burnley Norwich. Uh, I think that's a Burnley win. Norwich has been doing too well. I think Burnley win that. Uh, I think it'd be one 0 maybe two 0 I, I think it'd be fairly close. If Norwich win this, I think it'll be a good boost to their morale. But I think it'll be a one 0 win for Burnley at the end of the day. Leeds Watford. I think Leeds win this. Or oh, actually, depends on who's available. If Rafinha's not available, who's one of their key playmakers, I think he. I think Leeds still somehow maybe draw, maybe lose. But I think Leeds still have the better quality at the end of the day. But Watford also have a very good team as well. Uh, maybe a draw, actually. Uh, I'll predict a 2-2 draw. I think it'll be a very entertaining game for both teams. Brighton-Arsenal. Uh, ben White faces his old team. Uh, and Danny Welbeck also gets to play against Arsenal. Um, with Arsenal putting up a fantastic performance like that against Tottenham, which, uh, let's be fair, Tottenham isn't the most spectacular to beat right now because they're, they're really struggling. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. I think 2-1 Arsenal would be a reasonable result uh, for the Arsenal fans. Brighton will actually do quite well as well, I think. Uh, at least one goal, maybe a 2-2 draw, 1-1 draw. Uh, it'll be a very, cl- very close game, I think, at the end of the day. Tottenham, Aston Villa, I think Aston Villa win that. I think 1-0 over Tottenham. I think that's a fair result. Um, no matter how good Tottenham's quality is, Aston Villa still have a very, very good system. Um, and a very good team at the end of the day as well. So I think, uh, yeah, two... What, no, 1-0 no, or 2-1. Something like that. Well, by the end of the day, it'd be one goal. Uh, by one goal. West Ham-Brentford. I think that's also going to be a very close game. Uh, not going to lie. You're like, West Ham haven't been doing too bad, but Brent, Brentford's been doing fantastic. Uh, been actually almost overachieving, if you could say. Probably a 1-1 draw, maybe 2-2 draw. Uh, probably 1-1, though. Let's, let's say 1-1. Um, a lot of 1-1 draws in my predictions right now. Uh, three 1-1 draws, damn. Uh, but that's again, as I say, these games are very close, and depending on who's available, it's really hard to, to kind of predict. Crystal Palace, Leicester City. Oh, I think Leicester City need to bounce back, but then Crystal Palace also need to bounce back as well. Um... Oh, this is this is gonna be an interesting one. Maybe a two-two draw. I think that'd be an interesting result. But I think two-one Leicester seems a bit more reasonable. And then last of but not least, Liverpool Man City. Oh, this will be a very interesting game. Uh Oh, I don't know, man. I think Man City win that, I think. If they played like they did against Chelsea, I think they win. Um, oh, it could be a 1-1 draw. Or oh, a 0-0 draw, or even a 2-2 draw. It could be an E-draw whatsoever. I'm going to say 2-1 Man City. I think it will be a very close game. Uh, I think at the end of the day, I think Man City win that. Not because they're better, I think it's just because... Yeah, I've I always mentioned about the Man City defensive problems that I've thought of, but their left-back situation with Jao Cancelo actually playing fairly well there, actually. I think they're impressing me a lot more than I thought they would. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be a very interesting interesting game. Uh, the Brighton-Arsenal game is going to be a very close one, I think, at the end of the day. Sorry for the interruption. Um... But yeah, at the end of the day, all these results are going to be very, very close, I think. As we're getting into, like, the 
to kind of like not early stages, but like really getting to like the the heat of everything, where like teams need to get results to really boost their confidence or anything, or even a run of games where they can get really bad. It's it could affect their form, and so I think it'll be very very peak uh, problematic season. Uh, and a very entertaining season at the end of the day as well. Um, but then again, a lot of these teams could change throughout the, the January transfer window as well. Uh, so I will make my predictions after the January transfer window has ended. I will make my Premier League predictions uh, throughout that window. Um, and also like as like the Premier League standing predictions as well. Uh, and hopefully I'll predict something right. <laughs> Uh, but hopefully this week I will do a little bit better for the weekend results. I am praying May United win because we need to win. Uh, but at the end of the day, as I've already had my 15-minute rant of what Ole is, you know, stubborn at. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, football is football, and anything can happen, honestly. And I've seen it before. Uh, I've seen it happen before. Um, you know, I've seen teams that I've played in. Um, you know, go from 3-0 up to 3-3 draw. We had a game uh, with eight goals in it, 4-4 draw at the end of the... Uh, and they, the opposing team scored a last-minute goal. Literally the last kick of the game, the final whistle blew after the goal was scored. And, um, you know, very entertaining games. In football, anything can happen. Literally anything can happen. Um, so, yeah, very excited uh, to, con- to continue doing this. And hopefully I'll be back with some weekend episodes. I'm going to go see some people... Uh, hopefully soon. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Anyways, uh, I think that's the end of it for me today. Uh, I've talked a lot, and my my throat is actually slowly dying. Uh, plus, I've got other things to do. I've got to clean my desk again because my desk is a complete mess after cleaning my house. So, anyways, I'll chat to all of you later. Peace. <laughs>